Datology Coach podcast teaser episode. To listen to the full episode, go to datologycoach.substack.com and become a subscriber. Your subscription will get you full-length weekly podcast episodes, dating-related articles, and admission to our weekly dating advice and support Zoom session. Submit your dating questions at hello at datologycoach.com or go to datologycoach.com and click ask a question. Follow us on Instagram at datologypod. Follow me on Instagram at the Kristen M, T-H-E-C-H-R-I-S-T-A-N-M. Follow me on TikTok at datologycoach. Back when they were still dating, he convinced her to stay in bed and just fuck him all day for four days straight. She missed work. She was late on her deadline. And the sacred time she has with her friends, which is like breakfast or whatever on Sunday or whatever day, she skipped it. That is a red flag that you should pay attention to. You can't. Okay. I have to stop there because as much as I agree with some of the stuff she's saying about the Russian, she's completely letting Carrie off the hook. Okay. Uh, Carrie's an adult. Carrie made the decision to stay in for four days. Um, let's not act like Carrie didn't meet her deadline or didn't do her job. She was a fucking sex columnist. It's not like she had a nine to five and she was calling in sick every day. Mm-hmm. Um, she was staying in with her, her boyfriend and like, what's the big deal? She made this choice. He didn't guilt her. He didn't force her. She wanted to do it. Well, that's an interesting point, I think, because <laughs> it it is it is like very much a red flag, but it's also very much normal behavior, mm-hmm. which I think speaks to um, something that you and I have talked about before on the pod, which is like how common it is for for women to lean into their relationships and blow off everything else. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe so common that we we don't want to call it a red flag. Right. Because it is about centering men, for sure. And it's not that I don't think uh, the Russian was, uh, it's uh, he was, like, the Russian was not a good fit for her. It, it never fit. But mm-hmm. Carrie had daddy issues. He was older. He was sophisticated. He was that sort of quintessential uh like romantic art like big without a sense of humor he well yeah he was big with an accent yeah. well no i won't even say that because he was all in on carrie like very he he didn't play any games with her well that's true and that way he wasn't like big but i'm i'm just saying big is also sort of like a father figure oh yes of course yeah absolutely and so the russian is I don't know. I've always thought of him as big without a sense of humor. I mean, I I didn't hate the Russian. I did. I didn't like when Samantha got cancer and she was talking to him about it. He's like, your friend, she might die. She's like, no, she's not going to die. He's like, oh, you know, I had a friend with cancer. She died. And, you know, he wasn't reading the room. Like she, dude, she. I just thought that's because he was Russian. (laughs) I just thought that that was, he was, he was Russian. Like that's more cultural. Right. Right. Like, yes. Yeah, so the very matter of fact, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he wasn't reading the room and, um, you know, but understandably Samantha, um, Carrie was upset at what he was saying. And she felt like, you know, you're not, you're not hearing me. Yeah. You know, um, I, see, I, I didn't, I didn't hate, hate, hate the Russian. I just either it was her choice to move to to France, right? It was her choice and blow up her life, <laughs> right? I just think that um, he 
he did kind of like need her until he didn't need her. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's a, that's a problem, but that's also a fucking pattern in her life with all of her relationships. Yeah. You know, where these guys are kind of all in uh, and until like their life takes over and she has to take a back seat and she just kind of has to understand it. And he, you know, I, I don't, I don't get this whole thing about, well, he didn't even teach her how to use a phone. She's fucking 35 years old learn figure it yeah. out well i think in the episode she was 38 because they had didn't they have a conversation about children like having um, children together and it came up that she was 38 maybe maybe yeah. i just i didn't think he was so bad for her like i felt like to some degree he could kind of grounded her a bit he wasn't yeah he wasn't terrible i also feel like she gave up on france very early yep <laughs> Like she, she blew up her whole life to move to a different country. And then when it wasn't like America and specifically like New York, she panicked and fled. Right. And this is a case of somebody who, you know, they grow grow up or they live in New York and they just, they think New York is the center of the fucking universe. But when they go, but when they go outside of it, they're completely lost. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like that, that, it's a case of that where they think they're in New York and they think they're so sophisticated and so fucking cool, but then they're exposed to another culture and they're like, duh. That was, wasn't that, that whole thing interesting? Cause it really, it really exposed, I think that Carrie is not sophisticated. She's not sophisticated at all. Like they go to McDonald's. <laughs> right. And, you know, I think, and this is what I mean by it was sort of like this, this sort of dream guy. You know, Carrie was this writer and she lived in her little apartment and he was this classy, you know, well-known artist who was at Studio 54 with Liza. Yeah. You know, she did. She she enjoyed that. But I think this was another case of another guy looking at Carrie like she was just this frivolous little doll. Mm-hmm. You know, that he didn't really take her seriously. Uh, Well, yeah. And I mean... Like we just said, they're 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 not really on the same level in terms of sophistication here. No, and, no, and maybe that's maybe that's maybe that has to be okay because I mean mm-hmm. he has twenty more years of life, so there's that you know like how yeah. are you going to catch up to that? <laughs> yeah, but I think there's you know there's a way of approaching that relationship that doesn't um, that doesn't demean her experience and minimize it, mm-hmm. but that also acknowledges like we're, you know we haven't. We haven't had the same lives. Right. Right. I, I I just felt as though I don't think he disrespected her. I do think that he respected her to some degree, but I also, although, you know what, when they were at lunch and that woman was talking about, you know, we are waiting with breath that is baited for mm-hmm. whatever his new installation is going to be. And uh, he reads a line from Carrie's column and you know, says how brilliant it is. And she writes a sex column or, you know, she, I, and I can't, and maybe this is just something I'm, I'm hypersensitive to, but I cannot stand when people are like, oh, she writes about sex. It's like, but she wrote a lot about a lot more than sex. Yeah. Carrie barely wrote about sex. Right. Like she was actually kind of a prude, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but he did defend her then, mm-hmm. you know, to the, to the, the, the snobby friend. I don't remember this moment, but they were I'm sitting in, they were in the um they were in the cafe pastis and they're sitting there and they're eating and his friends come in two of his friends come in and they're like oh my god maestro and whatever and they're you know showering him with attention and valid whatever and praise and 
they sit down and, and he's sort of bragging, which is something big never did. Mm-hmm. You know, and I said this in a TikTok big, like someone said uh, that they thought Cecilia Regina said that they thought that big was ashamed of Carrie. And I said, I don't, I don't think it was ever that he was ashamed. It was more that he just didn't take her seriously and, and didn't take her seriously until she became a best-selling author. Mm-hmm. And then there was status. And then he kind of felt like they were on equal footing. Yeah. You know, I do think that older guys, when they're with significantly younger women, I think it's, I think it's about power. It's about wanting somebody who oh, yeah. admires them and mm-hmm. who adores them and who also, they want to be the superior one, mm-hmm. you know? So I didn't hate the Russian. And I think that this creator is like, giving Carrie way too much of a pass because bitch you moved to fucking Paris like you don't even have to stay with him go somewhere else figure it out you know go go somewhere else and make the best of it yeah this experience that she moved to France for him Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it just was so clear because again like when that relationship blew up she gave up yes but that's and fled back to New York, which is which is fine. I mean, I'm not, you know, you don't have to love living in France. But again, it just shows like how impulsive that decision was and how it was done specifically for him. Mm-hmm. And that's why I hate that decision. Yes. And I think that that's what they wanted the viewers to see was she's yeah. moving for a man. Yeah. And we don't do this. Right. You know, um, what I but what I loved about that arc, it was that the, the finale was when she lost the necklace and then found it when she was in the lobby after she had left what's his face the russian's room after they had that fight yeah and she finds the necklace and it's she lost herself in this relationship mm-hmm. and then once she was out of it she found herself again yeah i really liked that i liked that uh, i don't know is that is that a metaphor i don't yeah. know uh, but I, I really like that because she did. She And she tended to do that. She tended to lose herself in her relationships. Well, you know, that moment um, that we were talking about earlier when uh, Petrovsky says, your friend, she might die. Mm-hmm. And, and Carrie bristles at that. Don't you think she bristles at that? Because if she acknowledges um, Samantha's reality here, that it's it's actually incredibly poor timing and super selfish and shitty for her to upend her life and move to Paris for a guy she's been dating for a week. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't, I, I, I never thought about that, but now that you're saying it like, yeah, that is super shitty, but I don't even think the writers were like, Oh, you know, let's make this really bad. She's leaving when what's her face. Oh, I don't think answer. it was intentional either, but I think it just, it's, it's true to her character. It is right? very true to her character which Very is to, so. to be in denial about this because it's hard but also you know if if you acknowledge if you acknowledge the gravity of samantha's situation it mm-hmm. it sheds this decision to upend life and move to paris in a, a a pretty different light yes agreed agreed did you like samantha and smith i feel really conflicted about it i mean Me i feel i feel like it's hard to talk about it because it's so far-fetched it right. just would never happen well i don't know that it would never happen she was stunning she was beautiful sure but uh, so was he so was he uh but uh, i think there are men like that all the time and uh, but i think and here's what i think is interesting now 
no one, no one, no one, no one, no one comments on Smith being some like struggling actor and Samantha being this very successful publicist with her own boutique firm. No one comments on the fact that he was just a struggling actor, the way they commented on Steve being quote unquote, just a bartender. That's true. Right. They didn't, they never commented on that because in real life, when this happens, it typically because the guy is looking for a purse Mm -hmm. and no one accused him of just using Samantha for her money. Right. And why is Well, the show made it pretty clear that he wasn't, but that's why, again, why I say like this would never happen. But the show made it pretty clear that Steve wasn't using Miranda for her money either, mm-hmm. you know, but this just, and I will, and you can fight me in the comments. People didn't like Steve because of what he did for a living. Bottom line. That's it. Yeah. That's what I think. But Smith, Smith somehow got away with it. I know. And it's, and it's, be- it's interesting because the, I don't, I don't actually know the actor's name who plays Steve, but I mean, Steve's, Steve's not an ugly dude. No, not at all. I mean, he's, He's no Smith Jared, but mm-hmm. <laughs> who is? Right. Right. Uh so like it can't be that. I don't I don't know. Maybe it's um yeah, I don't know. It is it is definitely a double standard. I don't know why. Well, someone in my comments said Samantha's a feminist icon. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Let's not get crazy here. Because and there are two things, and this might not maybe this isn't doesn't disqualify her, but Let's not forget, she slept with her boss. Mm-hmm. And when she went in for that interview, she flirted with him when she didn't have to do that. She used her sexuality when she went in there. When she yeah. didn't have to. She did not have to. She also very regularly slept with other women's husbands. Yes. So I don't know if I would say icon. No. Um, <laughs> I, like, I don't think that that was about feminism. I, no. I don't. I, I just think it was about. I, I don't know. I think Samantha just needed control. And, you know, that's why the relationship with the younger guy worked for her, because she had the control in the relationship. Yeah. And then when he rose in status, she lost control. Yeah. Right. Like when he became this famous TV actor, she lost control. Of, she lost her part of her identity and she lost control of the relationship. And she's just not comfortable in situations where she's not in control. And I don't someone said, well, that's because of you know, the patriarchy. I'm like, no, nah, that's too easy. No, this was this was a case of someone who just was very uncomfortable being vulnerable, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. We saw that in her relationship with Richard, which mm. is fair because Richard wasn't a safe person to be vulnerable no. with. Right. But um, who was that? Was um, what was the woman's name that she was dating? Was that Maria? Maria. Um. Yeah, we also saw it with Maria. It it came out very acutely in both of those relationships because mm-hmm. Maria was a safe person, but Samantha responded with plate throwing because she didn't want to talk about her feelings right <laughs> right like maybe maybe if you're gonna be in an actual relationship you do have to use your words Samantha. you have to I use your know. words right right i think people conflated sexual liberation sexual empowerment with female empowerment yeah and i don't think that that's i don't know like samantha that's this is why samantha any relationship samantha had with someone at her level it never worked yeah that's true you know so um, I don't know that Samantha Jones was a feminist icon. Uh, and I, I don't know. I just always saw Samantha as somebody who was just so afraid of being vulnerable and so emotionally stunted. And then remember when Miranda's mother died and she couldn't, and, Mar- and Samantha couldn't orgasm. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting too. It was, 
another instance of, you know, she couldn't control what she was feeling. She was learning how to empathize. Yeah. This is, we can see why she was now so hesitant to let those walls down because of what, what it would happen to her. Yeah. Like she would literally like kind of lose herself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they gave her cancer so that she would be forced to uh, have to relinquish control. That's true. And be vulnerable. And be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and that's how they were able to get her and what's his face Smith to be in a serious relationship. Yeah. They had to give her cancer to do that, <laughs> which I was just like, Ugh, okay. Sarah, final thoughts. Yeah. Stay out of those groups. Are we dating the same dude? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Trust your gut. Trust your gut. If he's acting like a creep, that's all you need to know. Yep. If he's acting sketchy, that's all you need to know. Don't mm-hmm. go in there and hurt your feelings, please. Right. Stop hurting your own feelings. Um, buy some statement necklaces. <laughs> Lead into your inner bogwitch. Lead into, into your, inner your outer bogwitch. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, remember, let's see what's this coming out. Uh, April 6th is the dating advice and support for Substack members. Make sure to RSVP on the site. Uh, April 11th is the dating advice and support session for women of color. So make sure to go to the site and you go to Substack, you go to datealogycoach.com and click on group sessions and you can RSVP. Send us your letters at hello at datealogycoach.com or submit them through the site. Follow us on Instagram at datealogypod. Follow me on Instagram at the Kristen M, T-H-E-C-H-R-I-S-T-A-N-M. Follow me on TikTok at datealogycoach. Uh, what else you got? Nothing? Stay away from Stephen Jenkins. Stay away from Stephen Jenkins. Okay, Bog Witches, value your time. Goodbye. Bye.